It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Colleges, parents, and the world have been trying to figure out NIL. We now have the show that will educate you in a simple way. This is the NIL Playbook with the coach, LeVar Arrington, and the professor, Bill Carter. We're going to educate the world on NIL, and it all starts now. What's up, everybody? It's LeVar Arrington here, and that, my friends, is your new friend, Bill Carter. That's right. He's the professor. I'm the coach. We're bringing you a new NIL educational podcast show it's called nil playbook with the professor and the coach as you can tell i'm probably the coach and bill is probably the professor but maybe our roles could interchange bill and it could be i'm the professor and you're the coach this is the type of show that this is going to be it's much needed you want to check us out go on twitter you could go to at lavar arrington or you could go at nl nil playbook with the professor and coach, all right? You can hit Fox Sports Radio, and you can listen in by searching up on game wherever it is you get your podcast from. So without further ado, this is the new show. It has been long overdue. It has been much needed. NIL is a space that has a lot more gray area than it does defined area and who better than to bring the experts of the expert of experts into the, the the podcast world to talk about what's going on in NIL, the details of it, the ins and outs, the do's, the don'ts, the common sense approaches, the wrong approaches. It's Bill Carter. So let's get some introductions going. Bill, tell the people who you are, my guy. 
LeVar, thanks so much for the great introduction of your great idea. And uh, I want to say that first and foremost. Um, you came up with this idea, and I totally agree. It's long overdue. And I'll, I'll only praise you like this maybe this one time. It's all but there's good. nobody better it. to have developed <laughs> this idea than you. And uh, I'm so thankful that, that you believe in NIL the way you do. And uh, I love even more the way you think about NIL, that you can be an advocate for it, but you can still pick it apart a little bit where it's needed and, and talk about what could be better, what could be improved, where we might be three, five years from now. And so I'm really excited to be doing this with you. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Bill Carter. Uh, I am a uh, part-time professor uh, at the University of Vermont. I live in Burlington, Vermont. I can basically see the, the campus from, uh, from where I am today. Uh, and my full-time gig is NIL. Um, I do a lot of education uh, for universities, brands, uh, professional service providers like agents and um, advisors, uh, attorneys, uh, financial advisors, tax attorneys, all of whom want to participate in a new and exciting and important industry and landscape. Uh, and I think uh, for the most part, people want to do it in a way that's really supportive of student athletes. And so I'm excited to be uh, doing that. Uh, and I'm excited to be uh, teaching an NIL class at the University of Vermont. I also write a monthly uh, column on NIL for Sports Business Journal. It usually comes out the last Tuesday of every month. And, um, and, and, and now I get to do this podcast with you. So this is, uh, this is awesome. I love it. I did a lot of research. I sought you out. I sought the master of masters. I didn't know if it would be doable to get a hold of you and us to make this a reality. But as, as fate would have it, we were able to connect. And after many, many, many amazing conversations, we came to the conclusion that there are synergies here and that what I come to the table with as someone who has exercised and learned NIL from not only the, the athlete's perspective, but I have also learned it as, as a parent and, and also someone who has wanted to support uh, mentorship and, as it applies to families and, and people that are involved, as well as the, to the benefit of the schools and the institutions that matter so much to me. So people, you know who I am. I, I would hope so. And I would assume at this point, if you're seeing this, I am LeVar Arrington. Uh, I did play at Penn State. Uh, I was a number two overall pick for the Washington, now known as Commanders. Uh, I, I've, I've done plenty of things where I would say I'm proud of the fact that I understood NIL name image likeness before it became a thing where it is now monetizable at the college level. So let's let's jump into this. All right. Uh, we are in the show. This is uh, NIL playbook with the professor and the coach. That's Bill Carter. I am LeVar Arrington. And the topic that we want to jump right into out of the gate, and you'll be able to see this and be able to, to read along with us is uh, what's an NIL deal? We're going to start 
with what's an NIL deal. You're, you're, you're looking at it right now as we speak. Bill, talk to me, man. Let's get this thing going. What is an NIL deal? Well, so, LeVar, because, because we're committed to making this partly education, a lot of education, mm-hmm. and we hope that people are entertained as well, but we want to be the ones that are, that are pointing out the data and the facts and, and, and some of the stuff that is false out there. Uh, I want to start with what NIL is not, right? All right. So wonderful. Let's, let's term, do that. Let's do that. There's a term that a lot of us, you and I included, often use out in the sports industry. We like to call everything an endorsement, right? And that was a term that you know, you heard almost exclusively as a pro athlete. That's when when people talked about your and your work colleagues off field endeavors, they were talking about endorsements. I don't like that word in NIL. And I'll tell you why, because it's not descriptive. Right. So when and, and your background, my background and a lot of athlete marketing on the pro side. And when somebody says endorsements, we don't really know what the relationship is between that pro athlete and a brand or a small business or a nonprofit, no matter what it is, because endorsement's not descriptive. You could be doing something on social media. You could be doing something in a retail store. You could be shooting a 30 second television ad. We don't know. All of that is sort of endorsement, right? I don't like to apply that term to NIL because it doesn't really give the full picture. And by the way, 99% of the time, the relationship between, say, a brand and a college athlete is not that vast, right? Like, So if a brand came to you when you were a pro, they might use you in a retail store, do a 30-second television ad with you, uh, bring you to a live event, all of that we call athlete activation, right? They would use you, they'd activate you across all these different platforms. That doesn't really happen in college. What happens in college for the most part is that an NIL deal, and now it's not the first time I'm going to be long-winded, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm finally going to answer your question. You are is the master. An, you got an it. NIL, an NIL deal between a brand or a nonprofit or even a collective. I know we'll talk about that on collectives on other shows uh, that we do, but any of those deals will be very specific, right? The brand hires a student athlete to post on social media or hires the student athlete to make an appearance at a retail store or to sign autographs or to be part of some instruction, a camp, a clinic, or doing private instruction, or a, a trading card deal, or an NFT deal. But it's almost always, LeVar, almost always one thing. There's a million reasons for that that we're going to get to. But NIL deals, that right out of the gate, I'd love for the audience to know, don't use that term endorsement. You're not wrong, mm. but you're also not right. Because endorsement doesn't cover it. It's not specific enough. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because when you talk about endorsements, that's where the Michael Jordans came from, endorsing Nike. That's where so many different athletes have, have built a lot of wealth 
is through endorsing uh, the different brands that are connected to them. I, I would I would ask you this, and and looking at the specifics of what an NIL deal would represent, what what is what is the way, in your estimation, how do these how do these companies or advertisers look at who it is that they want to work with or or potentially perspective would want to have the name and the image and the likeness of these college athletes doing this one specific thing for their company that they would be able to leverage because obviously it's all about taking that content it's really about taking the content of what it is. NIL is really about taking the content of what people are doing, what the athlete is doing, and leveraging that content for their gain. How do you suspect that they go about figuring that out? Yeah, well, so in some ways, again, it's similar to you know what your playing career in that a brand who might be interested in a professional athlete they look at a number of different factors. Probably the highest on the list is, does this person fit with my brand? Uh, is their personal brand aligned with my corporate brand? And then is this person going to give my brand visibility to the point where they might even bring in an additional audience? So not only am I uh, not only do I have the advantage that our brands are alive, but they might introduce me to an audience that I might not even have, right, as a brand. Now, is that the case for uh, for college athletes in these NIL deals? Uh, somewhat, but I think there's more because they're usually, they being student athletes, are usually being hired to do one thing at a time on a short-term basis. But I got to say something, you, you bring up Michael Jordan and Nike and sort of you know how the term endorsement became part of our language. It's a great example. Can you imagine if NIL had been introduced when Jordan was at North Carolina? Nike probably Nike wouldn't have come to him and said, "Hey, we want to do this long-term deal with you," because it was would, wouldn't be allowed. They would have said, "Let's pretend social media was around in the '80s." They would have said, "Michael, we want you to promote um, a basketball shoe, but just for six months." preseason, and then through March Madness. And we want you to do it a couple of times a month on social media. That would have probably been how somebody like Jordan would have started a relationship with a brand like Nike. It wouldn't have been all the things we think about with Nike and Jordan today, certainly not his own signature shoe, right? It would have been really tactical and specific. But Lavar, to your question, how are they getting chosen? Well, a lot of the, the 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 same pieces are in place. A brand goes to an athlete because that college athlete represents in their personal brand something the brand really corporate brand really appreciates. They think that the the, the student athlete can give them visibility, particularly on social media, right? So. I mean, I'll use and I probably I'll try not to use this example every week because, you know, everybody gets sick of, uh, you know, examples with with uh, Livy Dunn, gymnast at LSU. But Livy Dunn has created her NIL empire mainly because she's got such a tremendous social following in the, you know, millions and millions on Instagram and TikTok. And so 
what she delivers for every brand that she works with is immediately she can post one thing on Instagram or TikTok, 4 million people see it. Most of them are between the ages, I would say, of 16 and 28. And if you're a brand and that's your target, she is a vehicle, an unbelievable vehicle to deliver that audience. And that becomes monetizable. Those those clicks, those those impressions, that becomes monetizable for these agencies to say, look, we hit our mark. We put our money into this athlete. This athlete got so many impressions, got so many clicks. So you got the value of introducing your product that was connected to this athlete successfully to a certain demographic. You have to assume a certain demographic that is connected to that athlete in particular. That's a beautiful hundred percent. And, yeah. and there's, there's so many things about, I mean, and again, you know, from your experience, your special unique experience at Penn state, you know, there are college athletes that have a national following, right? They become, they're the, you know, one of the 10 best maybe in their sport and there's a national audience that pays attention to them. But there's also this hyper local, unbelievable like energy associated with the college town and their following of that athlete. Mm-hmm. And so when a brand taps in and, and utilizes an athlete, say again, for social media, they're getting a big national audience in a lot of cases, but they're also getting a really energized fan base that's in that college town. And again, I promise I won't use it every week as an example, but Penn State is a perfect example of this. Penn State's got alumni all over the country, all over the world, really. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. all over the country, there are Penn State fans. It's a national university. So when a brand um, creates a partnership with a Penn State athlete, and that person is recognizable, not just in state college, but all over the country, they're reaching you know, Penn State and other fans of that sport. Um, and it's really a great investment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed. That's Bill Carter right there. I'm LeVar Arrington. This is the NIL Playbook with the professor and the coach. Uh, you can make sure that you go on to Up On Game and check out, search out this very show to be able to hear and listen. There also will be programming uh, opportunities based off of the things that we're talking about so you can continue to educate yourself on an even deeper level of the things that you hear us discuss on this show. Uh, let's keep it moving. Determining your NIL goals. This is a big one. Um, I, I love this this uh, topic because goals are important. I, I'm all about purpose and, and purpose-driven uh, backing. I'm, I'm all about purpose-driven uh you know, marketing and branding. I think when you build and we'll get to uh, your personal brand, my personal brand, as you can see on my hat, I love the military. I'm a military kid. I come from three generations of military men uh, that have served our country. Anything that has to do with our veterans, anything that has to do with our active military, our first responders, that's me. I'm all about it. So for me, understanding that that purpose of being able to help bring awareness to veterans needing services that can help them from taking their own lives. I mean, suicides of, of military vets is such a high rate on a daily basis. So for me, that's what my brand aligns with. There are a lot of, of great companies out there and agencies that want to align themselves with these types of storylines. So in talking with you, my goal when I go out after my name, image and likeness deals are to align my brand, my name and my image and my likeness to those types of companies that align with what I'm doing because I found in NIL the best way for an athlete to represent that agency or that company that's advertising with you is to have the passion 
behind what it is that you're talking about. So while I might not be the most passionate about that product in particular, my passion will still come through and it will shine through because we align on what our purposes are and what what really matters most in, in the scenario of what that, that deal would look like. Yeah, I... Yeah, I know we're going to talk a lot about the importance of personal branding when it comes to NIL. And, and I say to student athletes all the time that it's, it's going to be almost impossible to have NIL success without first taking a step back and determining a couple of things about your personal brand. The, the first being to accept the fact that you already have a personal brand. You know, whether mm. you dedicated any time to it or not, uh, um, you, you, you have one. And we know that because I can go into a room, uh, you can point to a room and say, hey, you know, if I have five friends or five people that know me in that room, I can walk in that room without you and I can say, what do you think about this person? Or when I say this person's name, what's the first word that comes to your mind? That That is your brand, right? Um uh, uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon is sort of famous for saying uh, this exact thing, which is that your personal brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room, right? And that's a great, I think, description, I think, particularly for a student athlete to recognize. You have, even from high school on, from high school and college now, you're, you're visible. Um, you may not be famous yet, but you're visible. People know who you are and they've read about you. They've seen an interview. They've watched you on the sideline. They've seen you in class. Um, they, they may have interacted with you. All of that contributes to what your brand is. And, and it's, I think, important for student athletes to accept that, take a step back and then, and then decide, LeVar, the way you did. And you, it probably came very, very naturally to you because of your upbringing and your military background with your family, you, that, that, that felt probably so natural for you to gravitate towards that, you know, mm -hmm. but for some student athletes, I say the, the second step is really to decide what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and LeVar, one of the things I, I say to sort of simplify it for student athletes is, because they don't like to hear words like mission and purpose as much, right? It's, it's, it doesn't, it's hard for them it's too to sort old. of grasp. It's too old. Too, too old. And, it's, too and old. it's not specific enough, right? Sure. But, right. When I, but, but if I say, if I say to them, I'll get to your purpose right now with this question. What could you stand up and talk about right now with no notes for the next 30 minutes? What could mm. you talk about? Stand, mm -hmm. think about that. Mm -hmm. Or what could you promise to post about on social media once a week for the next year right now that would feel good to you? And, and, mm -hmm. and with those questions, you can very quickly get to a student athlete's purpose because they'll tell you, I care about mental health. I care mm -hmm. about physical fitness. I care about mm -hmm. nutrition. I care about leadership, whatever the whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. And to your point, and then I'll stop talking, Lavar. But like to your point, when you when you find that 
purpose, even when you're 19, 20 years old, um, that thing you want to talk about, stand up in front of a room and talk about or post on social media, it makes it much easier for you to identify the companies, like you said, that you want to work with Mm -hmm. because they're companies that are going to step forward and say that thing that you always post about, let's say it's mental health. My brand is about that too. And Mm -hmm. and so that's why we're going to be a great partner here. So how does that specifically play into determining the goal, the goals of of getting involved in the NILs, whether it be from the deals, what whatever it may be, how does that brand development, because that was actually a topic that we were going to touch on after program or, or NIL, what are your goals? But they do all this all fits together. It's like Tetris, right? It all fits together. And it just, I'm curious, how does, how much of a role does building your personal brand and what that represents to you, like you just explained, how much does that play again into the goals or how much should it play play into the goals that you're setting for NIL? Well, well, I'll I'll say, I'll I'll mention one or two things, but I'm going to, I'm going to pitch it back to you because I'm really interested in terms of how you approach some of these things throughout your career as a very young person in college, as a pro, and then career-wise after that. But like, I think we get so, I mean, we're so quick, not you and I, because we're going to break this, but mm-hmm. we're, people are so quick to talk about compensation associated mm-hmm. with NIL. That's in there. That's that on the rundown. They fail to see the big picture, right? <laughs> yep. And, yeah. and so like if, if all you talk about is money in terms of NIL, then you're going to miss out on career development or opportunity to align with a nonprofit uh, social mm-hmm. mission that you that you want to get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you look at it as a professional development opportunity where there's an NIL opportunity. Maybe it's going to pay you a little bit of money. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, maybe it's not as much as you would want, but maybe it's a, in a career, in a, in, in a, in an industry that you're trying to learn about because you could see yourself in that career later in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, the goals are so important. Um, and, 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 I, and, and here's where I'm going to stop talking. Cause I want, I want to hear your view on this, but I mean, as we get older, LeVar, how many times do you ever make a decision? That's completely about money. Never. 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 Because here's the thing, right? I I am a goal chaser. I am a goals chaser. So it's so interesting that we would say what determines your NIL goals. I set goals based upon how I want to be remembered in my life, how I want to feel about myself. So when I I look at the things that I want to accomplish. Do I want money? Hell yes, I want money. But what I also understand is that the goals that you set are generally the the products that money is chasing. (laughs) Did y'all hear what I just hit y'all with? (laughs) Generally speaking, when you're a goals-oriented person, the money is chasing the outcomes of what your goals are. That product that I work to be great. 
And when I work to be great, I set my my sights. You you want to know what? How did I approach uh, my goals when I was younger in terms of how that was represented? Because there was no money really represented in my time. My goals were still to build a strong bond with my community. That was my goal. And that was probably because I come from a military family and I come from a Christian family. So I grew up in the church and I understood what the reverend and the deacons and and the mothers of the church and the first lady. And I understood the structure of what that represented to, to those specific communities. What I will say is that I think it's super important and vital and interesting now that we're in the NIL era is I was open to a lot of different things, Bill, right? So I was okay with going to, and I still am okay with supporting other things that I'm I'm passionate about, but it's just not, that's not my my main driving home passion. I, I, I was always in children's hospital. I was always a part of Make-A-Wish and, and granting final wishes of kids. I've lost kids that I've been with through through Make a Wish and and Ronald McDonald House and all those different organizations and entities that took care of children, pediatric cancer, Thon at Penn State, always been a major part and contributor of it because it was something that was near and dear to me. But what I've learned in the NIL space and in this era and time and thinking about my goals is that you need to be specific to what you're connected to so that you can narrow the scope of what it is that you're you're sending out there and capture that community and let that community know that I'm your beacon. Like some people can pull it off where they do it across different categories, but I I found in looking at it, I think that to be specific and to be laser sharp focused what they say the business term is you want you want wide you know you you don't want wide and shallow you want narrow and deep you know and and so that the opportunities are plentiful in what it is that your narrow scope of focus is so for me when i was growing up before i realized that i needed to to dial in what my focus was in terms of purpose i still realized that my purpose was to leave my my fans my community with an experience and so that ultimately connected me to these different categories. This person over here is into that. The other things, you know, we talked about the different topics of conversation, right? Uh, that you have purposes for. This is a cancer over here. They're probably a, a, a passionate person about that. This person is passionate about battered women. This person is passionate about homeless people. No matter what their passion was, Bill, they were a Penn State fan, and that connected us. And so for me, I never wanted to leave a Penn State fan and someone who believed and bought into me. Their passion was me. I always wanted them to leave with the most amazing experience in that moment of time, a moment of time that maybe they don't remember every single detail, but the detail that they did remember is that that LeVar Arrington is a good dude. He's a solid dude. Like he's a genuine dude. Like I love my time with him. That was my that was my goal. That was my goal. And the interesting thing about that is there was no money connected to that goal, Bill. 
There's no money connected to that, right? That is purely an investment of people equity, time equity, right? And so for me, I I ultimately feel like when building your goals in this NIL space, if you can understand that even if you're a natural introvert and you don't want to be around and you don't want to open your mouth and you don't want to deal with people, ultimately your brand is going to be contingent upon how your community believes, subscribes, loves, supports who you are. And the only way you can get to that place is by being able to communicate properly with the people that you're building your community with. So now in my older age, I focus in on who I specifically appeal and I apply to from age demographic to what they do to where they live. You name it. I am very, very specific in the community that I built and I built my community out one person at a time. And it's because it matters and it's genuine. And so that's how I align my goals with how I connect with brands that I am going to represent and and connect my name and my image and my likeness to. So um, uh, I got to tell you this, LeVar, this quick story. Um, do you know you don't even know how effective um, you've probably been with that goal. I mean, we, hopefully we all are in somewhat, we're all a little bit in the dark. In other words, it mattered, it, you know, you had a goal in the way you were treating people, interactions, the way, you know, mm-hmm. you left those situations, you wanted them to, you know, remember the positive uh, nature of that interaction. And, and it's so funny. Uh, I got to tell you this quick story. You know, that, after you and I spoke the first time several months ago, and you and I had never met before, and I was on the phone with somebody, uh, you know, a few hours later, and I mentioned to him, who's in the sports industry, um, and, and I mentioned to him uh, that I had been speaking with you. And you know what he said to me? He said, my dad met LeVar at a Washington football club uh, function, and he came home telling me about that interaction. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's awesome. You know, and, and this was obviously, you know, That's I don't awesome. know the year, but obviously it was many, many years ago. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so yes. and that's probably not the first time you've heard something like that, but it's, it's interesting. But it's a small it, it's, world. That's what that's you asked me, is it about the the compensation to me is what you just gave me. That's my compensation, knowing that whether I hear it or not, whether I get that or not, I know for me, I gave my best, my best me to the person that I met every single time. I don't care what type of day I'm having, Bill. I could be having the worst day ever. But if somebody from my community approaches me, they see me, they want to talk to me. I immediately put any and everything that is impacting me, maybe not even most positive way. And it does not matter because that investment in that moment of time is really about the importance of what that person that thought enough of me to recognize me and talk to me to leave them with that, that experience, that that gives you hope for humanity that actually people are okay. They're good people. There, there are some people that have done some really cool things in life, but yet they're still people. So that's that to me, that's always been my compensation. Well, yep. you know, you know, when, when you put it in the context of NIL goals again, for a second, I think, you know, a lot of times, um, and again, you know, this from your pro experience, you know, even before, even before NIL, there were 10,000 professional athletes in this country. So all the major leagues, and if you include, you know, all of the individual sports, you know, uh, pros and uh, skiing and surfing and snowboarding and bike and, you know, bike racing, you add them all up, you had 10,000 professional athletes in this country. And so, I'd like to, you know, joke to people, you know, back before NIL, there was never a brand who ever said, gosh, I'd really love to get into athlete marketing, but I just don't, I can't find any athletes. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. There were always a lot of athletes to choose from. And the difference between oftentimes between one athlete getting a deal of some kind and another athlete not getting a deal was how committed that athlete was in showing the brand that it wasn't just about the, the, the monetary the compensation, mm-hmm. that, that they were going to go the extra mile and that they cared about the brand or the brand's mission. They were aligned. And so I, I remember this. I'll so tell you important. one other quick, quick story, LeVar. Like, you know, for many, many years, um, the, the sports marketing agency I owned, um, which is still in existence, but I sold it a few years ago, uh, we did a ton of Pepsi work. I was around a lot of professional athletes in different sports. I'm going to leave the names out of this, but I'll tell you this. There were, there were race car drivers, um, and there's only been a few in the Pepsi family, so people can probably figure out who this is. <laughs> but there were race car drivers making 5 to $7 million a year at Pepsi. And you know what? It wasn't – but and they knew – they knew it was a lot of money and they would always come to Pepsi and they could work the room like you've never seen. They would stop at every single desk and say hello. They would meet everybody in the building. They were not in a rush to get in and out. Um, and they knew what the relationship needed to be like, you know, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. there's an NIL version so of that going, Man, going back so to, to, to the goals conversation. There's an NIL version of that, which is when a student athlete says to me, and they don't usually say it this directly, it's more indirect, but I can tell that they're only doing stuff. They're only doing NIL deals for the money. I say that is absolutely your right. And by the way, congratulations for putting yourself in a position where you even have that option. You've obviously mm-hmm. worked very hard. And so you deserve whatever you choice you make, I'm okay with, right? It's your choice. But NIL can be much more than that. It can be about professional development, career development, social impact. Um, it and, should and, be. And that's the most be. impactful. It, that's the that's the way. That's the framework right there. Yeah, I I agree. And by the way, for a lot of student athletes, it's you know we talk about compensation. For a lot of student athletes, the compensation is not going to be an overwhelming life right, stop there. Stop there. anyway. Stop there, Bill. Right. Stop there. This that's Bill Carter right there. That's the professor, and he's teaching y'all right now, man. That is the man. That's Bill Carter. I'm LeVar Arrington. This is the NIL playbook with the professor and the coach. Make sure you check us out up on game, wherever it is that you subscribe to get your, your podcast from. Make sure you check us out. This is the show that you need if it's all about NIL. You need to learn about NIL. You need to understand NIL. This is the show for you. It's about time. We knew it's been long overdue. That's Bill Carter. Let's wrap this thing up with compensation. You got the compensation. You touched on compensation. Compensation has been a part of the entire conversation. And for what it's worth, Bill, let's be real here. Most people in the NIL situation will not be people that are wealthy. There will not be a tremendously large amount and percentage of families and athletes and people. For what it's worth, these are young men and women. 
So most of them don't have jobs or have had jobs, or if they do, they're they're very you know simplistic jobs, entry level jobs in terms of what it is that they're doing. But most families of athletes aren't going to be super, super, super affluent families where they're looking at it from the standpoint of money and compensation doesn't really matter. In fact, when you think about it, a lot of the stories that I hear are very sad stories, right? You got these families of these athletes, they're able to go to school and get an education and play, but they don't have enough money, enough resources to actually even be a, a, a very, very involved or present uh, presence and influence on their kids just for the simple fact that they can't afford to do it, can't afford to drive into a, a, a college town and be there for the time that that kid, their kid is 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 performing and having a game because they can't afford a hotel room. So you hear stories about parents staying in the kid's dorm room. They'll stay in the kid's dorm room because they can't afford a place to stay in order to be able to go see their kid play. There's so many different stories that have surfaced and you start to hear about, oh, maybe that's the reason why that kid left early. Now it makes sense why the kid didn't stay to get their degree or whatever it may be. They left for the pros to go get the money and go get it earlier. Now that you have NIL, there's not necessarily the the rush to leave to go get that check, but understanding that compensation is certainly a very, very important part of all. In fact, it's probably, in, in a lot of ways, if we're being being honest, it's all about the bottom line. In, in life, people will, will monetize things differently, but no, no matter how you, whether it's love, whether it's hate, whether it's helping, whether it's being selfish, it's always about the bottom line of what it is that you're going for and that compensation. How do we approach the conversation of compensation? Well, there's a lot here, LeVar. I'll I'll tell you, I'll start it this way. And these are really, this is a great kickoff show because we're going to talk about all these things over the next many weeks, like individually get into the detail on a lot of these things. But I'll start this part of the conversation about compensation this way. The, the, The listeners should know that compensation really starts, it, it, it really it, it really stems from three places right now. There's three revenue streams in NIL. The first is mainly through NIL marketplaces. And think of these as like the dating apps of NIL. So you so a brand goes on to the marketplace and creates a profile and says, you know, I'm I'm a footwear company and I'm looking for people to post about my brand on social media. And, and I'm going to pay everybody X number of dollars who wants to do this for the next six months. That's a marketplace. And student athletes go in the marketplace as well. And they create profiles and that's how they find each other, right? The second place of revenue are collectives. And again, we're going to probably spend a lot of time on another podcast talking about collectives, but collectives for those who may not be totally aware or maybe listening for the first time, collectives are, are mainly, uh, alumni donor led organizations. They're independent of the athletic department, but a group of donors has come together. Independent uh, of the school, even independent to to support that specific school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third revenue source 
is just pure entrepreneurship. It's a student athlete who says, I'm going to create my own uh, merchandise, uh, whether it's apparel or something else. I'm going to create my own camp, a clinic, or start a private instruction business of some kind. Something to that effect, right? Um, there's a swimmer, uh, just a quick example, and, and I wasn't planning on uh, talking about this, so I, I'm blanking on her name right now. But there's a swimmer at the University of Illinois uh, who, it, you know, she sees NIL as an entrepreneurial uh, endeavor. She just built her own marketplace to, uh, to match up uh, people that can teach swimming, probably other student athletes at, at Illinois, with mm-hmm. kids in the market who want to learn to swim. Awesome. Like that's a Super great smart. example of, of NIL entrepreneurism. And there's a lot and of it going out the there, extra right? mile, right? That's going the extra mile right there, Bill. Not only are you building a marketplace for yourself and for others to benefit from, but now you're showing those brands out there that will directly connect to your community that you're investable because you're building something that is sustainable. To build that type of a, a, a platform to be able to create those opportunities says to those advertisers, this represents the American dream. You took something from nothing. You took something that you do and you created it and you turned it into a, a revenue generating space, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and you know what I think about when I see these stories about businesses that student athletes are developing I always, you know, like look at it through the lens of an entrepreneur and think to myself, you know what? It doesn't matter if this thing makes a dime. It really doesn't matter. I mean, I hope it does. I hope mm-hmm. that the student athlete has that success. But what it's really showing that student athlete is how to build a business, how to put things together, how to fundraise, how to scale. And, and, and if the thing uh, blows up and becomes an enormous success. That's awesome. And if it doesn't, that kid probably gets a, a the next interview at Google because she built this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's an unbelievable opportunity any way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but so back to compensation for a second. Yep. So those are the main sources of compensation. The compensation itself is not just cash. Uh, it can be free product discount, uh, entertainment, you know, tickets to things. There's all sorts of, uh, uh, compensation, (laughs) uh, you know, beyond just pure payment. Right. Loaner TVs, loaner, loaner furniture, you know, (laughs) hell, if you get good enough at it, get a loaner home. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, there's, there's a lot of compensation out there that doesn't have to be necessarily cash, cash driven. So you're, you're correct there. Well, and, and so my final two things, Lavar. again, I know we're going to talk about this stuff a lot in the future is, you know, but I'll start with this. You know, there's always a lot of discussion about specific numbers. You know, how much is a power five quarterback making? How mm-hmm. much is, uh, uh, you know, another student athlete maybe uh, on an Olympic team sport making, if anything. And one of the problems we have in NIL right now is that there's no central database of shared compensation information, right? Mm -hmm. And so you and I can make educated guesses of what, say, a Bryce Young might have made as a senior at Alabama, but we don't Mm -hmm. really know. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of 
I think, speculation. And there's a lot of um, modeling out there for some for, and that makes very interesting reading. And I really support it. I want to make that clear. You know, for instance, the, the valuations that are done by uh, on3.com, I really appreciate what they're trying to do. But that's not an indication of what those athletes are actually making. It's mm-hmm. a it's a valuation. It's speculation as to what their value might be in the open mm-hmm. marketplace. So that's one of the things we're probably going to talk about a lot. Is let me add we don't let, have well, a lot let of me good add, data. Let me add a little bit of, of insight to that as well, because the interesting thing is is that it's such a turbulent space right now, and it's not defined. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't have, you know, you don't have unions. You don't, you don't have 
players associations. You don't, you're, you're basically introducing a professional model into college and, and what has been relatively known as amateur athletics. And so now when you talk about what you just spoke on, the market is being really defined by the agencies, the agencies being the agencies of like agents or the agencies collectives. And, and those are contracts that are being done that say you will make X amount of dollars for, for these months over the course of a year or whatever it may be. And here are your commitments. So you're not even necessarily representing a brand and, and a specific brand deal. You're supporting the, 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 the wishes of what you're being paid for by that agency. So if the agent can bring back a deal that says, oh yeah, my I get my client this deal, this, that, and the other. Okay. But I'm paying you to have your services. So I'm going to pay you up front and this is what I'm going to pay you monthly so that I can have you do X amount of social media posts. I can have you do X amount of appearances. I can have you do X amount of signings. And that's a lot of the way of how these, these values are beginning to be uh, kind of defined if that information is even able to be accurately captured by what's going on through certain agencies or agency collectives. And, and you know what, LeVar, one of the things is as much as uh, I guess as a human being, I would always err on the side of privacy, right? Mm, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody deserves absolute privacy which pro athletes do not pro coaches do not get that (laughs) type of benefit (laughs) everybody wants to know and everybody gets to know what it is that pros are making which is i've always felt was like the most ass backwards way of doing something but i I find it to be interesting right right And, and 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 unfair in a lot of ways that people get to know a professional athlete's playing contract. You know, like, no, it's really one of the only industries in the world in which you can do that, right? Without information Mm -hmm. is public. And there's a, Mm -hmm. and then, so you and I could probably, you know, argue there's a lack of fairness to that. And, but I'll, I'll say this about NIL. If we were able to find a way to share anonymous data. In other words, if I'm a quarterback at Tennessee and you're a linebacker, and I've just got to say Penn State because if I said another school, you get mad at me, and you're a linebacker at Penn State, it would be good to know, but but neither one of us was named by name. It mm-hmm. might be good to be able to share that in- information for one reason and one reason only, I think, which is to establish fair market value, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if my buddy who's a linebacker at Tennessee is making one-tenth what you're making, earning, I shouldn't say making, what you're earning at Mm -hmm. Penn State through a collective or through uh, 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 deals that you're finding in state college, I think my guy ought to know that so that Mm -hmm. he can try to right the ship his own ship, you know, and, and figure out 
if if he's not if he's being underpaid, right, to establish fair market and then value. That works transversely as well, right? The transverse right. side of it is as you get there, they might go ahead of you. So now you know what they're getting and they went ahead of you. So now you're able to to perpetuate or propel yourself to to a different space as well. I mean, you're talking about the pro model. I mean, that's that's right. that's a pro model is is what what being explained right now. Salary but caps. I, you know, and the, but different. I'd say the difference is, you know, if possible, and I don't know if it's possible. I mean, you know, I think again, I think we're going to talk a lot about it, and maybe we'll come up with some solutions. I do think there's a way, though, to do it where you can do it anonymously. In other words, mm-hmm. we can see data for all stay power five though. athletes, right? Yeah, because you'll be able you'll be able to say, all right, any linebacker that I look at that's starting at a power five. I know I could look at Bill. This is what you're making, Bill. And it's anonymous, right? But I know that you're somewhere in that price range because that's been established. But it, 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 it is an interesting conversation that I'm sure we will continue to delve into because that that whole process of defining the marketplace in the NIL space of college is going – that's when – I I liking where we're at right now. Live bullets are flying in 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 college sports now. When we start to get to the place of what we're talking about right now, where you're starting to establish marketplaces for or or excuse me, market value for the different positions of these different athletes that that are going into school, that is that is going that. That's not just live live bullets. That's like that that those are bombs. Those those are missiles that that are coming. You're you're now not dealing with foot soldier issues here. You're dealing with tanks. You're dealing with jets, like fighter jets because now you're talking about you can't duck. You can't say, "Oh, I got a value. I got Bill Carter for just a regular entry level contract to come to our school. And you know why you're not going to be able to do it because of the transfer portal. Oh, Oh, you thought you got me. You snuck me, huh? You thought you got me. Okay. Well, I'm going over here and, or you're either going to pay me my, my value, my market value, or I'm going over here and I'm going to leave here through the transfer portal. So it's not any real way that you're able to kind of prevent yourself from not having to be a part of being competitive, which it's already competitive now to be able to get the top guys. But imagine that's going to turn into any guy that comes to your school by position. You're going to have to know what it costs to get a player by position as this thing continues to unfold and develop. So, and one of the things that, I mean, it's one of the reasons what you're describing is one of the reasons that I'm so fascinated by NIL. It's why it's so easy for me to get up every morning and work on it all day long is, you know, what you just described is I a hundred percent agree with that. That is what the future could look like. But what you just described is, and you even use the word top, a top player. You're describing Mm -hmm. that one set of things that will occur at the top of the market, power five football and high-level athletes. By the way, maybe not even high-level athletes, right? Maybe 
the backup kicker because somebody needs that guy. He, he may be a backup with you, but he could be he could be a starter somewhere else. So everybody's going to be right. really critical. But one thing, Lavar's, it's a reason that I actually, even though I'm not in favor necessarily of federal legislation, one of the things I, I one of the re, one of the things I do advocate for is some sort of shared system around compensation that we can understand it better. Because actually, a lot of times I'm not thinking about the top of the marketplace. But mm-hmm. think about what could be going on and what I think is going on at the, I'll call it the bottom of the marketplace. There's a field hockey player at the University of Vermont. She gets contacted by a local business and that local business wants to pay her $100 for every social media post. And she's mm-hmm. sort of thinking, was well, that right? I mean, it seems low, but I don't have any information. So I guess I'll just do right. it. And we want to mm-hmm. empower that young woman, too, to say, no, 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 I did my homework. And for a mid-major in my sport, at my level, I'm the leading scorer, I'm the captain of the team, my mm-hmm. rate, it really ought to be $400 a post. And so I, mm-hmm. I think it, that's why this stuff is so fascinating, because these two athletes, they have nothing in common, really, day to day. But they can both be helped by things like what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, it's a whole lot to get to. And as you guys can see, there is so, so much to discuss. We will be taking you on this journey of educating you all on what the NIL is, what it represents. Uh, we're, We're the playbook. And this is the NIL playbook with the professor and the coach. I am here with my guy. Bill Carter, and I am LeVar Arrington. We will, as I mentioned, be educating you on what NIL represents and all of the different facets, all of the different topics that are connected to the NIL. So get ready. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. There will be programs. There, There is this show. There is going to be in-person events. There are going to be so many things connected to this much-needed resource and guide for all of you people who are getting involved or are already involved with the NIL. So until next time, we hope you enjoyed this first inaugural initial show that we're doing to kick off. Bill, I got to say you are money like I thought you were um, and even better than what I, I would have even imagined in terms of what what the show would, would come across as because you just come across as who you are as, as you were in the conversations that we've had leading up to this. So shots out to you. Uh, great first show. Uh, it seems like you've done done shows before. So maybe I'll let you run the show from here on out, man. And I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll it's just easy to do. It's easy to do with a pro. Let me tell you that. It's easy <laughs> to do with LeVar Arrington. I'll tell you that much. Well, I appreciate that. Everybody, make sure you go subscribe. Check out the podcast. You can find it by searching wherever it is you get your podcast up on game that's up on game and you'll be able to see the show the nil playbook with the professor and the coach until next time guys we'll check you out all right talk to you soon nil name image and likeness all right till next time y'all This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.